0: Uh, what is it with people? We just we just have a we have a desire to be first in line, don't we? Huh? Get the hot dog world. You want to get first in line, don't you? Amen. Uh, you get where anywhere you go, except for to pay a bill. You want to be first in line, don't you? That's just something that's when we were kids, going to school, doing a ball team. Oh, I want to go. I don't go to go. I want to be first kids jump in line to be first in line. Uh, There's something about the anticipation of being out front and being the leader and getting recognition for that. And all that's pretty good stuff. Uh, But the leader gets put in some bad spots at times, you know. But but tonight I want us to look at uh, following the leader as opposed to being the leader. Being good followers of the leader. Uh, The story was told of John D. Rockefeller back in the 1960s, I believe it was, at the time, one of the richest men in the world. Uh, Had amassed a fortune, as most of you know, done very well, had several companies, and he was approached one day, one of his vice presidents had made a snap decision and had lost $3 million, like that. And in the 60s, $3 million was $3 million. You know, it's big stuff, still is. But one of the other chairmen of the boards approached Mr. Rockefeller in his office and said, This fellow just lost $3 million. So, what are you going to do? He said, We think you ought to fire him. $3 million from one bad mistake. And Mr. Rockefeller, being the the smart businessman he was and the wise man that he was, thought for a minute, he says, Fire him. Fire him, he said. I just spent three million dollars on a college education for him. He ain't gonna forget this mistake, which is pretty good thinking, you know. He spent three million dollars on this fellow right then to remember the mistake that he had made. Now, that's a sign of a good leader. He didn't make a snap decision and make a wrong decision, which could have cost him far more in the long run. Amen. But can you imagine, Chad, if, if I was to tell you, man, I think I want to go to Africa and go on a safari. And, and I've made arrangements, and I'm going to have them fly me over there. I'm just going to have them drop me right in the jungle, just me. Right in the middle of the deepest, darkest jungle I can find. And I'm going to go on a safari. Now, what you going to think? Hey, that's kind of a dumb move right there, Sam. Huh? Right? drop you in the deepest, darkest jungle, Jeremy says, you ain't going to last long. And that's probably true. Because why? Number one, I wouldn't have a clue where I was. Number two, I wouldn't have a clue where I was going. And chances are, when I got there, I wouldn't know where I was at, right? But many times in life, if we're not careful, we'll just drop ourselves into spots that, uh, Ed, we don't know where we're at. We don't know where we're going. And sometimes when we get there, we ain't sure where we're at. Amen? Turn in your Bible, if you would, to Ephesians, chapter number 5. Ephesians, chapter 5. As you're turning, I came across some of this stuff talking about leaders, and, and I came across some of these statements that boss men have made. These are actual statements made by the leaders of companies, apparently. One fellow said this. He said, am I the only one around here with half a brain? Think about it. It'll hit you in a minute. (laughs) Uh, One fellow says, I know there's a communication problem in my department. I just don't want to talk about it. One fellow says, I tried to email you to tell you that my email wasn't working, but my email wasn't working. We passed over a lot of good people to get to the ones we got. That's encouraging, ain't it, Josh? Hmm? Uh, Your report says that 65% of our customers live outside the United States. But where are the rest of our customers? Please pay attention to these details in the future. And then one fellow said this. He says, I know that I'm a great leader. This department, however, needs to learn how to follow. That's kind of where we're at in our Christian life. We've got the greatest leader in the world. We just need to learn how to follow. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 1. The Bible says this, Be ye therefore followers of god as dear children ain't hard be ye therefore followers of god as dear children lord i thank you for this day and for you many blessings on us i'm thankful for our church and for the ones that are here tonight we pray that you'd be with them dear god and take all these requests that have been made known to you tonight dear lord and bless them in your way and in your will <clears throat> there are many needs sometimes we uh, we tend to kind of skip over if we're not careful lord but but all of them are real and all of them are close to somebody lord and and when they're close to your children they're close to you and we pray dear god that you just answer according to your will and we know that your will is always right and we know that when your will is done things will turn out right because you do all things for your glory and for your honor and we pray that you take the next few minutes together, dear God, and, and bless. I pray that you'd be with the mountaineers across the way, touch them, dear God, and if there be a lost one here tonight, help tonight be that night that they come to know you as their Savior. We will not fail to thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 1, be ye therefore. Followers of God as dear children. Now, anytime I look at Scripture and I see that word, therefore, I have to ask myself, what's that therefore exactly? Uh, Basically, that's what it means. The, the, The word therefore means for that reason, because of that, or on that ground. So in other words, let's read it, not trying to take take our attitude just trying to make it a little more understandable for us, it would say, be ye for that reason followers of God. Or if we backed up and used the second definition, be ye because of that followers of God. Or if we used the third definition, be ye on that ground followers of God as dear children. Well, for what reason? Well, that means you've got to look back, right, to find out what he's talking about. What has he led up to this verse with? Uh, our Bible that we have, we carry in our hand, boy, we are blessed. You know what? We are so blessed. We have no idea how blessed we are. Uh, this Bible has been, been uh, a thing of controversy for thousands of years been thought about it's been uh you name it it's happened over this word right here but we still carry it we still have it thank god but it was wasn't up until like the 1500s that our bible was divided up into chapters and verse up until that time it was just one big book like going to the library and getting the biggest book you could find and looking at it and so we would have to come into church, and I would have to read to you because back in that day, nobody had a copy. Now we've got one, thank God, right? You can go home and read it for yourself, which is what you need to do. Amen? Read it for yourself. Make sure that whoever you're listening to is telling you what the Bible's saying. Uh, there's, there's, think of the books that have been written about the Bible. Uh, one of my thoughts was this, if if we could somehow interview Jesus, Josh, if we could somehow interview Jesus, say like we were doing a, a, a 2020 interview, and one of the questions, if we were to ask Jesus, how many books were written about you? I think, I mean, now this is just my opinion, but I think he would say one. Now, there's been thousands of books written about this book. But this is the only one that was truly written about Jesus himself, amen? But up until the 1500s, it was just one big book. So, you know, they got to thinking about it and as as they started printing Bibles and getting them out into the public eye, there needed to be a, a better way For when we come together at church, so I I wouldn't have to stand up here, Jeremy, and say, turn to page 707, and let's begin with the fourth paragraph down on the second column. There had to be a better way to kind of get things in perspective for us so we could follow along easier. Thus they came up with chapters and verses and so on and so forth, and it worked great. But there's spots, there's spots sometimes And I'm not saying this is one of them, but there's spots where maybe they missed where it could have been a different verse tagged on with one. Or maybe they put a chapter mark in a wrong spot. You know what I'm saying? This is man-made stuff for our ease to make it better for us. But nonetheless, Ephesians at one time was all one book. It wasn't chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6. It was just one big book. But to make it easier for us, they they've they put in chapters, verses. So if we go to chapter 5, verse number 1, the Bible says, Be ye therefore followers of God. We've got to look back to see what the therefore is for, right? So if we scan kind of back, Ed, and we, if you keep going all the way back, you're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 1, I promise you. It'll take you all the way to the beginning of it. But for sake of time, we're not going to do that tonight. But if we go back to verse number 25 of chapter number 4, it's wherefore. Well, wherefore is about the same as therefore, amen? So we've got to go back a little bit further. So if we go back to 17, verse 17, I, thus I say therefore. So you got to go back further to find out what that therefore is for. And it carries all the way back, and as I say, you can go all the way to the beginning of the book of Ephesians. Before you find out why, therefore is therefore. But for sake of time, we're going to go back to verse number 17 of chapter 4. So again, our, our text verse is, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. So why is therefore therefore? Go back to verse 17, chapter number 4, and we'll read. The Bible says this. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work work all uncleanliness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness wherefore now listen he's telling us what we need to do To be followers of God. Here's some things we need to do. Verse 25. Wherefore. Putting away lying. Speak every man truth. With his neighbor. For we. Are members. One of another. Be angry. And sin not. Let not the sun go down. Upon your wrath, now this is Bible verse 27 neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. That's a powerful thought in itself right there. Imagine little old lowly Sam is able to grieve the Holy Spirit of How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? Through disobedience, not obeying him. Maybe God nudges you to stand up and testify, and ah, I'll do it later, Lord. What if somebody says something? What if somebody makes fun of me? What? That's grieving the Holy Spirit. When he moves on you to say something, to do something, to sing a song, amen, follow that moving. You don't know who's going to be blessed by what you do. But if we don't, we, we, we might grieve him. And the Bible tells us plainly here, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. He goes on. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Oh, I love this one. And be ye kind one to another tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Chapter 5, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Now here's some things we don't do. But fornication, and all uncleanness, or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be be not ye, what's that word, therefore, partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving What is acceptable unto the Lord, and having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the lord therefore be ye followers of god uh I've, I've always heard all my life to be a to be a good leader one has to learn first to be a good follower amen and 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 the and the scenario that that I've thought about many times in the last few weeks is that of one, as I just told you, Chad, if I were to be dropped in the middle of the jungle on an African safari, the wise thing for me to do would be do what? call ahead and get a guide that knew the area, get somebody who had the machete. To go out in front and lead the way and take me places, Duane, where where otherwise I would endanger myself, stepping off the side of a cliff, uh, going into a swampy area. Who knows what could await us. But follow God's leading in our Christian life. Amen? Uh, Without his leading, uh, we're in trouble. Many times we want to run ahead and say, I think I can handle this one, Lord but we need to hold back and follow him. This is what Paul tells us. Now, there's, there's even controversy about who wrote the book. Uh, I, I, I believe in my mind that Paul wrote it, but there's controversy about that. But Paul says in verse number 5, verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of God. Be followers of God. If we follow God, There ain't nothing impossible with the God that we serve. And he's able to take us anywhere and to do anything with us if we're willing to be a follower of him.